Hi, this is Jeff Gober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Well, uh, January is already on a roll as many announcements have been made just even in the last 24 hours. We'll review each of them to include an opening date for Tron, as well as dates for new fireworks shows. Plus, news awaits with changes made to Genie Plus and to annual passholder perks here at Walt Disney World. And did we mention free parking at the Disney resorts? Well, it's all of that, plus Disneyland has some changes as well. Then we head out to the high seas where David Zanola offers us insights as to how the first Pixar day at sea has gone this week. It's a busy January and we're only 10 days in. Join us for this update. You may also want to check out DisneyAtPlay.com where you'll see some photos and links and videos to the things that we're going to be talking about today as we uh, scroll through so many new announcements that are happening. The biggest of these is the Tron Light Cycle Run is opening on April 4th. This is pretty much in alignment with what I talked about a couple of weeks ago when I identified the major events that were going to happen in 2023. And as I said, Disney likes to put things around its uh, its uh, press events. And of course, the center focus of that press event as Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary comes to an end is the advent of Tron, Legacy, um, Tron Light Cycle Run. As it's described by uh, Stephen Miller, quote, when you enter the queue at Magic Kingdom, you'll feel as if you're digitized and transported to the grid for a special light cycle race. It's your team blue against the grid's menacing programs, Team Orange. Your goal is to be the first to race through eight energy gates and secure victory. The attraction will be one of the fastest coasters at any Disney theme park in the world. Uh, It's it's really an exciting ride. As you can see from the video I have at DisneyAtPlay.com and my my experience with it in Shanghai, I've talked about it many times. And it it's just a great it's just a great coaster. And more importantly, it's going to be a visual treat at night. In fact, I would dare say if you don't have an annual pass, if you don't have a pass or some way to get on Tron Light Cycle um, Run, then, you, by the way, it's called Tron Light Cycle slash Run as opposed to Shanghai Disney, which is called Tron Light Cycle Power Run. So go figure. I don't know why the slash is there. But what I was going to say is one of the things that's come out in the last couple of days is the fact that Disney is going to expect you to put all your stuff in a locker before you head into um, the queue to ride the attraction. This is something they did at Shanghai Disney. It was an expectation. You have to the the lockers were complimentary at least for the like the first two hours, and then if you chose to use it the rest of the day, you had to pay for it. The challenge at Shanghai was that the lo- there were not enough lockers. So I'm hoping with all the space they have there at the Magic Kingdom that they have thought through this enough to add more and more um, locker space. 
And in fact, actually, they were also using sort of a, a card. Jim Shull, former Imagineer, kind of highlighted this in one of his uh, posts on on Twitter. They would actually, because they had, because the lockers were so um, inundated and they didn't have enough of them, they actually started using kind of these carts with um, uh, with spaces to actually put your put your belongings in. But understand, when you're going on this ride, you're not going to be holding your phone to take a video. It's not doable. You're going to have both both hands on the uh, on the uh, the front of the bike as you power through this attraction. It's going to be a very exciting experience. Um, in addition to this, Disney has announced what's next for um, their nighttime spectaculars. We already knew that Enchantment was going to end um, on March 31st, along with the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary. And as I mentioned again a couple of weeks ago, Happily Ever After is going to return again on April 3rd. So that's actually going to be um, the night before Tron opens to the public. Now, going back to Tron, expect that, and they have already announced with Tron that there will be, um, before the attraction officially opens, cast members will be the first to enter the grid during special previews. And I heard preview opportunities. This is, um, of course, Stephen Miller speaking. Preview opportunities are coming for guests too, including annual pass holders and eligible Disney Vacation Club members. So uh, that's kind of what's happening there. But during the press event, they're going to prom- uh, they're going to present the uh, Happily Ever After event on the evening of April 3rd. And then to the public, um, it will be um, it will be uh, presented on the 4th uh, to ride on Tron. Disney Enchantment will be offered through April 2nd. So uh, if you still want to go see that, you need to go do so. I really did. I really liked Enchantment in many ways. I think it was just that Happily Ever After was a better show. Um, although I wouldn't mind a couple of tweaks to it. I really loved the whole Walt Disney intro. Doubt that that's going to occur. But any rate, looking forward to it. My favorite part of Happily Ever After is just when Tinkerbell comes. They... It come, Tinkerbell comes down, of course, in Enchantment, but the way they have tiered it up and the music comes and the lighting comes, it is perfectly timed uh, in Happily Ever After, and I think people are going to be excited. Now, they also talked about an all-new Nighttime Spectacular, which was going to debut at Epcot later this year. That's what they said, and as I said, I believe that's going to come in a press event sometime in the fall. Before that new show launches, Disney's going to bring back Epcot Forever as an interim show over the Skies of World Showcase. That's going to start on April 3rd as well. Uh, Similar to how it appeared in 2021, Epcot Forever is going to um, uh, allow the entertainment team to prep the lagoon by not requiring plop, um, much of things in in the actual space. What they're doing basically, and they've announced this, is there is a phase removal of fireworks platforms 
following the final harmonious performance on April 2nd. A limited time spectacle of lasers, light, lighting, special effects, and fireworks, Epcot Forever returns with the collection of songs that offer both a trip down memory lane and a look toward the future. Now, so everybody's saying all of that hardware is going to go away on World Showcase Lagoon. I didn't quite read that in their statement. I read that the fireworks platforms were going to be removed um, in a phase removal. Does that include the teardrops? Does that include the Stargate? Possibly, because there is some pyro that comes. But most of the pyro that, that comes out of fire, that the fireworks come off of, are separated from those four teardrops and the Stargate. I, I'm guessing they are going to probably remove it, but I think that's a tragedy because I think it offers a great uh, backdrop to creating this. Um, but as someone wrote in the comments, um, well, someone says, yay, no more floating tacos blocking the gorgeous view in Epcot. I'm sorry, but the view in Epcot was so distant across the water. Um, and then somebody, Max, on the comments said, when you say removal of the fireworks platforms, are you talking about the barges in the lagoon or the launch points? And of course, uh, Disney doesn't answer that question. Um, so any rate, more to come on that, probably the teardrops. What is interesting is that also today, and maybe this is a hint, is that Disneyland has unveiled a new drone show ahead of its 30th anniversary finale. Now, for the 30th anniversary, they've had Disney Dreams and Nighttime Spectacular. That takes place at the castle, includes fireworks and pyro, music and so forth. But they've also had, prior to the show, the use of a drone um, experience. What this is all about is something different. What this is, is that they have gone over to the Walt Disney Studios Paris Park, and I'll put a link into the the um, to the video of this into the um, into our Disney at Play post. But it shows that they are going to use over at the Paris Studios for this drone show. They're going to use the Tower of Terror like we use Tower of Terror here with projection mapping and technology. They're going to create a Marvel show on it and they're going to use up to 500, yes, 500 drones as part of that show. When you see how they all come together to form the shield in Captain America or they, they come to... Uh, form the portal that Doctor Strange uses. It's it's pretty spectacular. And I would say if they're using 500 drones in Epcot, that would be pretty amazing. But I'm not holding my breath entirely on that. Just a few things that I'm just not sure about there. Now, back to Walt Disney World. There are three changes that were announced even today. Beyond the fact that Tron Light Cycle is coming and Happily Ever After and eventually another fireworks show at Epcot. First off, beginning January 10th, overnight self-park, which is actually today, overnight self-parking will once again be offered complimentary to guests staying at Disney Resort Hotels at Walt Disney World. 
I can't believe that something that was making them a ton of money, they're actually taking out of the equation. Very impressive. Um, this They said, quote, this is a Disney difference. Many of you have asked us to bring back and we're happy to reintroduce it to make your vacation a little easier and more affordable, whether you're road tripping across the country, renting a car, or vacationing as a local Florida resident. As a reminder, Disney Resort Hotel guests also continue to receive complimentary standard parking at Walt Disney World theme parks, daily early admission entry, and complimentary on-site transportation such as buses, monorails, and Skyliners. So that's tab one, free parking at the resort hotels. I'm, I'm impressed. Second thing, Walt Disney World annual pass holders. Park reservation requirements will be relaxed for visits after 2 p.m. Beginning the next few months, Walt Disney World annual pass holders will be able to visit the Disney theme parks after 2 p.m. without needing a park reservation, except on Saturdays and Sundays at the Magic Kingdom Park. Pass blockout dates will continue to apply like they do today. While the theme park reservation system remains important to manage attendance in our parks, especially on busier days, we realize our pass holders enjoy more spontaneous visits, and this will and this change will make that possible. So basically, what I'm hearing this said is after 2 p.m., I can just show up, with the exception of Magic Kingdom on Saturday, Sunday, I can just show up at the park after 2 p.m. This is huge for annual pass holders who just like to come and experience it. So that's uh, very cool. Pass holders will also receive access to Disney Photo Pass lenses and one complimentary Cinderella Castle Mural of Memories experience. Um, they'll tell you where to go to do that. So we'll share a start date with pass holders soon for when these offerings will become available. This is huge and that means you'll be able to go to the parks as an annual pass holder in addition to your reservations that you have. So this is a this is a big announcement for those of us who are annual pass holders. But wait, there's more. Um, attraction photo downloads will now be included with Disney Genie Plus service. Beginning in the next few months, guests purchasing Disney Genie Plus service will also receive digital downloads of their Disney Photo Pass attraction photos taken in the park on the day of their purchase at no additional charge. So you're using Disney Plus, guess what? You get to use the attraction photo downloads. Um, that includes such uh, attractions as Space Mountain, Slinky Dog Dash, Test Track, Expedition Everest, and so forth. And so um, this, is, this is pretty remarkable that um, they've come out of the gate at the beginning of the year with some fairly good news about how they're going to make the experience even better. Now, over at Disneyland, they have also said that beginning um, February 4th, they're going to be able, you're going to be able to switch parks even earlier with the park hopper ticket rather than two, uh, it was 1, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. I can't remember. Now it's going to be 11 a.m. when you can switch parks. Also, even more, um, they are going to offer a complimentary digital photo pass, uh, I'm sorry, complimentary Disney photo pass digital attraction photos for you to take home as a souvenir. And they said that they're going to open up the Magic Key annual pass program. Now they put in some pretty serious um, footnotes 
saying the quantity of passes and pass types available for renewal or purchase may be limited and passes or a pass type may be unavailable from time to time at any given time. Both a park reservation and valid pass required for park entry. Da, da, da. So they're also, by the way, offering a um, $104 ticket um, over a period of time. Um, that's kind of tied with their new 100th anniversary uh, thing that's coming in real soon. So really, there's some pretty cool things that are happening um, at not just Walt Disney World, but at Disneyland as well. So very impressive. Now, there's some other things that are pretty concerning out there. Um, Ron DeSantis has basically said, uh, no matter what, we are going to take over uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement District and seems very forthcoming. Uh, all I could say is I think he's just heading in. We're just heading into a bunch of lawsuits that are going to continue on until he's eventually moved on to uh, out of office or gone on to being president or whatever he wants to do next. So um, I don't think it's still going to happen. But boy, he's he's put it out there to to kind of uh, uh, gather more heat out of his fan base. The second, and with that, what has been even, I think, more interesting is that the firefighters who work underneath the Reedy Creek Improvement District have basically stepped forward and as a union said, we're actually in support of Ron DeSantis and his effort to take over. And we think he takes good care of firefighters as he's done for others in the state and we're actually very happy to have Ron DeSantis and the Florida State the, the state of Florida take over the Reedy Creek Improvement District. So this there's a whole now what I think is happening, mind you, mind you, people unionize and people use unions when they feel they are not being treated well enough by management. And I'm not saying they are being treated well or not well. However, I will say over the larger course of history, I've known firefighters and EMTs in this area, and I have to say most of them have always been wanting to try to move into Reedy Creek and work for them rather than for the county of Osceola or the county of Orange or Orange County or whatever. So I'm I'm a little I'm wondering if there isn't a part of me that's saying they're just taking advantage of this opportunity to play both sides and to get the best benefits possible. I don't necessarily blame them for doing that. And I'm not saying that's their only intention. I'm just saying it seems a little, little curious to me as to what is going on. Um, any rate, beyond all of that, one of the things that is happened is that Disney Cruise Line debuted this week. This week, I mean literally um, this week, Pixar Day at Sea. And so, re no, remember, they have a Star Wars uh, Day at Sea and they have a Marvel Day at Sea. In this situation, they have created... Um, uh, some select seven-night sailings through mid-March where families can encounter Pixar characters, 
meet and greet opportunities, dance and pool parties, family activities, and a nighttime spectacular uh, theme dinner, uh, merchandise, and so forth. So a lot of things kind of creating for the Pixar Day at Sea. And f our benefit is, is that David Zanola and his family are on board the Disney Fantasy to uh, experience this Pixar Day at Sea. And we actually have a series of reports from him literally in the moment that kind of showcases how good this is and whether you ought to take advantage of it. So without further ado, we are heading out to see, to hear from David Zanola. Disney Cruise with Dave. All right, Jeff, that's for you. That is so I can have this fun little jingle at the beginning of every one of my little uh, updates. I'll probably get it wrong and not remember what I did, so it's going to be different every time, but nonetheless, that is for your enjoyment, sir. Uh, I'm reporting from my stateroom on deck eight of the Disney Fantasy. We are on the first day of uh, our seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing, and what is special about this sailing is it is the very, very, very first sailing on the Disney Cruise Line that will have a special Pixar Day at Sea. It doesn't mean the entire cruise has Pixar-themed activities, but on one of our days at sea, it's actually going to be tomorrow, our second day at sea, uh, there will be Pixar events, a special Pixar menu, uh, a Pixar uh, deck party, a Pixar Incredibles fireworks party, character meet and greets, and all that kind of stuff. They have started some of the events a little early just to accommodate people. Uh, this morning, we had an opportunity to get up very early, at least much earlier than we typically do on a cruise, to uh, partake in a Woody's Roundup breakfast. So you go in, uh, we are an animator's palette, you sit down, there's a special little menu, and then uh, Woody, Jesse, Bullseye, and some uh, entertainers dressed as cowboys and cowgirls come out and sing some songs, do some dances while you're eating breakfast. It is not a meet and greet. There's no time for photos. That is at a different time. Uh, but that did take place this morning, and that was the first time they had ever offered that meal. So uh, not much necessarily to report. The ship is very busy. Uh, there's a lot of folks on board from uh, different uh, social media presences are here, a bunch of bloggers, uh, that listeners who listen to podcasts and read blogs and follow Instagram accounts would probably recognize. But uh, it is gorgeous weather so far. It is entirely smooth in terms of sailing. No rocky seas, which is great. Uh, we are going to have formal night tonight, so we'll get all gussied up, as they might say. And then tomorrow we'll have our Pixar Day at Sea, and then right after that, two port days, one in Tortola and one in San Juan. So uh, the next time I report, I'll try to remember my jingle. But this is your report from David of Out the Door Travel with David live on our first day at sea, January 8th, on the Disney Fantasy from the first ever Disney Cruise with a Pixar Day at Sea. Disney Cruising with Dave. I don't know if that's the same song as it was last time, but there we are. Good morning. This is uh, the beginning of technically, I suppose, the third day of our cruise, but the second morning of our Pixar Day at Sea cruise and the Disney Fantasy, the first Pixar Day at Sea cruise. Today is the aforementioned Pixar Day at Sea. And one of the greatest things about these theme days, uh, I've talked with Jeff before on the podcast about how uh, Jeff, if you remember, on the Star Wars Day at Sea Cruises, when you walk through the hallways and all the public areas that there had been Star Wars music playing on those days, well, 
uh, as is par for the course. Today, there is Pixar music playing uh, throughout the ship as well. They're uh, going to be blowing Pixar-themed horns from the ship at a couple of times a day today. A large amount of character meet and greets. You're going to be able to meet Mike and Sully uh, separately in front of a little uh, set of a door for Monsters, Inc. You're going to be able to meet Joy and Sadness and Miguel from... Uh, Coco, and then there are all kinds of Pixar trivias. Our family already went to one uh, bright and early this morning, game shows, and then tonight there is going to be a deck party as well as a Incredibles uh, fireworks party. And the nice thing about this cruise is you actually get two nights, so you get fireworks twice. You get the Pixar night fireworks, and you also get the Pirates fireworks uh, tomorrow night as well. So a lot going on today. I'll report again back tomorrow morning. Uh, but the ship is definitely uh, going full steam today in terms of all of these Pixar Day at Sea activities. And I will report back tomorrow to talk about how those things go, as well as hopefully be able to share some photos of some of the special Pixar-themed food, specifically the desserts uh, that have made their way online a couple of weeks ago uh, at our Pixar-themed dinner tonight. Because this afternoon, my wife and I are having brunch at Palo, uh, to get away from the madness for a little bit. So tonight will be our Pixar-themed dinner. Uh, we are lo- looking forward to the rest of the day and the rest of our cruise here on the Disney Fantasy. Hello, Jeff. Uh, this is the third update from our Disney Pixar Day at Sea cruise. Uh, I know I had said I was going to start with a cheesy little jingle. However, my kids told me it was lame, and I've learned to listen to them. So uh, we are enjoying a port of call day in Tortola, Uh, which is one of the British Virgin Islands today. Uh, The first port of call day yesterday was our Pixar Day at Sea. I'm not sure what time I gave the update, uh, but there was quite a bit going on yesterday. A lot of character meet and greets. You could meet uh, Joy and Sadness from Inside Out. You could meet Remy from Ratatouille. You could meet Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc. Uh, There were also meet and greets with, uh, let's see, Woody and Bo Peep from Toy Story. And then we also got to meet, uh, for the first time, actual face character versions of um, uh, Mrs. Incredible and Edna Mode. Uh, And so that took place during the day. A bunch of Pixar-related trivia, uh, a a special Anyone Can Cook series. Uh, There was a speaker from uh, the Pixar universe that was here as well. And so all that was going on during the day. We had a special Pixar menu at night. And uh, again, just a bunch of meals, uh, normal entrees named uh, with clever little Pixar names. Food was very good. Uh, A lot of the staff around the ship had new shirts and new outfits to go along with the Pixar Day at Sea, uh, the whole theme and, and logo kind of revolved around Disney Pixar characters uh, peeking through portholes. Uh, and then um, after that, uh, the desserts uh, were specially Pixar themed as well. There was one specifically that, Jeff, I sent you a picture of uh, that was basically a little uh, cheesecake tart that looked like the Pixar ball. Uh, then there were two events in the evening. There was a uh, deck party Uh, that was Pixar Pals related. So all of the Pixar uh, friends would come out one by one, do a little dance move or do some little shtick. Uh, There was a neat little thing where Joy from Inside Out would come out and she wanted to do some really fast, happy music. And then Sadness would take over and play a a much more sad song. And then Joy would take it back over. So that was kind of cute. 
Uh, and then after that, a couple hours after that, so basically uh, 10, 15 at night, was an incredible show where we saw the incredible characters again. Uh, there was also a uh, face character version of Mr. Incredible and Frozone. Uh, there was this whole uh, pre-videoed uh, scenario where they had lost baby Jack-Jack on the ship and they had to go find him. Uh, and so all of that led up to then the fireworks. There were Pixar, uh, in, well, they were Incredibles-themed fireworks uh, on this sailing as well. And the cool thing is, is that tonight we will actually get uh, the Pirates fireworks as well and the Pirates deck party. So for those people that are interested in possibly doing a Pixar Day at Sea Cruise in the future, if they make these available in 2024, we don't know if they will yet. I would assume they would do it at least one more year. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, they haven't officially announced it yet. There are still some this spring, so you can reach out to us if uh, you have Pixar fans in your house and you're interested. But the nice thing is you don't lose the pirate night. You don't lose the pirate deck party. You don't lose the pirate fireworks. You actually get both of those. So tomorrow or tonight while we are in Tortola, uh, as shortly after we are sailing away, we will go to dinner and have the, uh, the, the, the pirate night start uh, as well. So that was definitely a neat addition. Uh, we have done the Star Wars Day at Sea cruises a couple of times in the past uh, in January, um, pre-pandemic, and even uh, the year um, after the cruise line returned after the pandemic. And uh, similar, a lot of character meet and greets, a lot of activities going on. I actually found this to be more enjoyable. Uh, we thought it was much more fun, um, even if you are not a Pixar fan, I think you still would have had fun and would have recognized some of the different universes. You don't have to have ever watched a Pixar movie before and you know who the Toy Story characters were. Um, and so I think that was unique where I think sometimes on the Star Wars cruise, if you didn't have huge Star Wars fans, you might not necessarily make a bunch of the connections. And I thought the nighttime entertainment was actually uh, a little more clever than the Star Wars one. And we enjoyed the Star Wars one, huge Star Wars fans in our house. Uh, but if I were to compare them right now, I think uh, the, the the Pixar Day at Sea uh, gets the win here. So tomorrow we will be in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, and then after that, there's another Day at Sea and then Castaway Key and then home after the seven nights. So uh, looking forward to uh, eating. Our family will be eating in Royal Court tonight. Uh, and then we get a couple of our live Broadway caliber shows the next few nights. Uh, nothing uh, tonight Broadway caliber show wise because of the Pirates night, but uh, a real good time yesterday. Um, obviously, I think I mentioned one of the earlier podcasts, a bit of a merchandise misstep uh, that they were out of some of the some of the T-shirts pretty early in the cruise. But again, those are small potatoes uh, compared to when you're on a Disney cruise, having a blast, doing a bunch of fun things. I'd love to have a shirt, but it's not the end of the world. But it's definitely something that uh, probably is worth. Worth noting. So having a blast. Uh, our family loves cruising. Uh, if you're interested, please reach out to us and uh, we would love to get your family on a Disney cruise, Pixar or otherwise. I have to admit, it is really hard to express how David's jingle just resonates with me. <clears throat> However, we are grateful for his review. In fact, actually, I think there were a couple other things missing that I think he didn't realize. One of the realities was that they ran out of merchandise within the first couple of hours on the ship uh, for all of the Pixar stuff. So that was a little disappointing as well. That may have been because it was the first cruise. Maybe they didn't have it all in yet. But all in all, it does sound like it's promising to me. I'd have to say I probably would prefer it over the Star Wars 
day, but I think I kind of would really like to see the Marvel day as well. I've not seen either of those. I have been to the Halloween and Christmas cruises. And what I like about those is the events around that carry out throughout the entire cruise and not just simply on one given day. So um, you might want to give that consideration as you kind of think through your next cruise and what that might look like for you. But without further ado, I think this kind of wraps up a very busy update of all the things going on here at Walt Disney World and uh, beyond throughout the Disney universe. So we thank you for joining us and remind you that any opportunity you have to give a rating or a positive review to Disney at Work and Play so gratefully appreciated by us. And also, if you want to help support the show, please visit our Patreon page, The Wayfinder Society. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, we talked about Pirate Cove at Shanghai Disney. It is part of our larger pirate um, uh, interactive set of tools, um, uh, what we call Disney Discovery Tools. We also have Disney Discovery Tools on other topics, and they're all part of what you get when you join our Patreon group. So check that out on our um, Disney at Play site as well and uh, see if it's a right fit for you. In the meantime, we thank you for joining us in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon. <laughs>